Greetings to each one of you in Jesus' name this morning. Not so long ago, Russian forces invaded Ukraine. Not so long ago, we had COVID. And not so long ago, there have been other things that have maybe we have experienced or others that we know of that have experienced that kind of point to the end of the age as we know it. Maybe you have something that pops up into your mind as something of a signs of the times. Anybody have something that kind of stands out to you? Okay, thank you. Wars and rumors of wars. More world control by one party. Okay, more world control. Humanity's tendencies to fall away. Thank you. Fires, storms, disasters. I'd like if you would turn with me to Matthew 24. This was Jesus speaking to his disciples when they came to him in verse 3 of chapter 24 of Matthew. It says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be a sign of thy coming? And the end of the world. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. And I hope that you remember a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, I can't remember, I think it was last week, JP shared um, that we should take heed, but it was in a, in a differing area. But Jesus answering, answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved." And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall come, I'm sorry, and then shall the end come. As you have mentioned and some of you have noticed, we are inundated with an incredible amount of facts and happenings that point to the fact that this old world is winding down. 
And each day that we live in this body of flesh brings us one day closer when Jesus will come again. In Hebrews chapter 3, it says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. And so today, as we gather together, I'm sharing with you the same message that Brother JP shared, only in a different vein, and that is to take heed that we in our hearts remember and believe in Jesus Christ. That we remember to exhort one another daily while it's called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. It says in verse 14, For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said, Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts. So this message is not only to the saints, but it is to those that have not placed their faith in Christ Jesus yet. It is, a, it is an encouragement that we need to hold on to the things that we have heard, but also that we have heard and we believe in the things that we have heard through Jesus Christ. Verse 24, I'm sorry, verse 4 of Matthew 24, the text. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now, I enjoy statistics. And uh, I shared a similar message to this. Oh, I, I don't even remember how many years ago it was. This is not a repeat of that message by any means, but um, just in doing a little research, there are currently seven people that are living today that claim to be Jesus Christ. Now, we don't hear a lot about that. Some of you may remember um, David Koresh, Branch Davidian Compound. Anybody remember that? He claimed to be Jesus Christ reincarnate. Charles Manson also claimed the same. Jim Jones, anything particular? Anybody remember Jim Jones? Do you remember anything in particular about Jim Jones? Kool-Aid. How many? It was a large number. I think it was in the 80s. I did not research that. And then after that, this was a mass suicide. And then after that, Jim Jones took his own life. The surprising thing in all of this is people believed them. And they have followers. And even currently, those people that claim to be Jesus Christ or Him reincarnate have a following. What another interesting fact is, is most, if not every one of these people have lived a questionable lifestyle that would not line up with what Scripture teaches as Jesus Christ, the sinless Lamb of God. 
And so Jesus was saying to his disciples, take heed or beware that none deceive you. Any of you all ever listen to the radio or sermon on the radio or sermon on podcast or something like that? We need to be careful. And I'm not pointing out anyone in particular, but I'm just saying that we need to take heed. We need to be careful because Satan, as a roaring lion, seeketh whom he may devour. And if he can cause some doubt or some misled way in your life, he's going to do it. And we need to be careful with that. There is only one Savior, and that is Jesus Christ, our Lord. The one that we have been introduced to basically from little up. And we remember what Peter said in Acts 4. It says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it made known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there any salvation in any, in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We know that as a fact. We know that as what it says in Scripture. But do you know that because of an experience that you've had with Jesus Christ? We know that He came as a babe, grew to be a man, gave His life a ransom, rose again, and is now sitting at the right hand of the Father. And we know in John chapter 14, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there ye may be also. This Jesus Christ that Peter proclaimed to those religious leaders and elders. This Jesus Christ that we know through Scripture came as a babe, grew to a man, died, rose again, and now is sit sitting at the right hand of the Father. We know that, but yet do we believe it? There is one Savior, Jesus Christ. In Him only is the way to the Father. Chapter 6, I'm sorry, chapter Matthew 24, verse 6 and 7. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. World War I, since 1900. Now, I did not include all of the conflicts that the United States has been involved in since 1900. I've included just a snatch because it was a whole line of them. World War I. 
1917-1918. World War II, 41 to 45. The Korean conflict, the Vietnam War. Do you, do you remember the invasion of Grenada? Y'all remember that? Okay. Invasion of Grenada, Grenada was 1983. The invasion of Panama, 1989. The Persian Gulf War. Okay. I can see that uh, some of you are dated and some of you are young. And some of you are not interested. The, the Persian Gulf War was 1990-91. Afghanistan, the war with Afghanistan, 2001 to 2021. The Iraqi War, 03 to 2011. These are some of the more well-known conflicts. And then just recently, of course, the United States is not involved, but um, Russia has invaded Iran. I'm sorry. Russia has invaded Ukraine. In Ralphie's lifetime, you've probably seen some of all but one or two of these. Yes. World War II. And again, this list is just the top, basically the top ten, because there have been many, many others. But Jesus, in talking to the disciples, and this, by the way, has just been in the last 120 years. Think of all the centuries before that and all the wars and rumors of wars that have been going on. And Jesus said to his disciples 2,000 years ago, some odd years, this is going to happen. Don't be troubled. Think these things are going to happen. Verse 7, And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Since the beginning of this century, 20, uh, the year 2000, there have been droughts and famines in approximately 12 differing countries. And again, this is talking about countries and some geographical areas. It's not talking about the world over because there are many more that fall into the category and yet don't really make the great news. And I've listed only a few of these. But there have been famines in Congo, in Sudan, in West Africa, in Somalia, in Yemen, in South Sudan, in Ethiopia, and Madagascar. And these again are just a snip of the ones that have been happening just since the year 2000. How many of you all knew about those? Maybe a few. How many of you had no idea? Some interest, some not. There will be pestilences. Pestilences means a plague. Literally a disease or figuratively a pest. And in recent history, since 1970... We had a pandemic of, or an epidemic of, the swine flu. 
Anybody remember that? Okay. This was transmissible to people, humanity. In 1977, it was the Russian flu. I missed that one. I didn't recognize that one as I was looking at some of this information. In 1997, avian influenza. Remember that? I remember that one. How about the Ebola epidemic? That was 2013 through 16. And then, of course, the most recent one that we've experienced was COVID-19. There shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes. The annual number of earthquakes has nearly tripled in the last 10 years. Between 2004 and 2018, there have been 18 earthquakes with a magnitude of 8.0 or greater, or around 8.0. Now, an 8.0 magnitude earthquake is a big earthquake. But there are many, many others that have happened that show up on the seismographs all over the world and yet barely make news. And currently, there are approximately 55 earthquakes every day. And if you do the math on that in one year, that's over 20,000 earthquakes. Y'all know about the Ring of Fire? Okay, the Ring of Fire we studied in our science books. Those are the seismic plates where they meet. And that's where a lot of volcanic and uh, earthquake Stuff happens, can't think of the right word. But it's increasing more and more. And in verse 8 it says, All these are the beginning of sorrows. All these are the beginning of sorrows. In the verses prior to that, he was saying, Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. It's going to happen. Do you believe that? I do. And we see it happening around us right now. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and shall be hated of and you shall ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Jesus was speaking specifically to his disciples then. But he is speaking specifically to us as his children today. These things are going to happen. Take heed. There are numerous scriptures that refer to our suffering, Jesus' followers. Matthew 13, I'm sorry, Mark 13 says, But take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to councils in the synagogues, ye shall be beaten. And ye shall be brought before rulers and kings for my name's sake, for a testimony against them. John 15, Remember the word that I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. And then in John 16, They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh 
that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God service. The Apostle Paul was right there. Saul. He martyred or was a witness to the martyrdom of Stephen. And he thought that he was doing God's service. The word martyr means those who have died for their faith. And so you can be something besides a Christian martyr. But when we read in the martyr's mirror, when we read in Fox's book of martyrs, when we read some of the articles in the voice of the martyrs, many have died and are currently dying for their faith in Christ. Why? Well, there's some dynamics involved. I mean, think about the population of the world. 7.123 billion, I don't know exactly what it is currently. So the population is ever increasing. The kingdom of God, by people coming to know Christ, is ever increasing. More people coming to the Lord. I know that many pass away, but more people are coming to the knowledge of Christ as their Savior. And so you have the population increasing. You have the kingdom of God growing. And with this increase in both the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world, it is inevitable that there will be increasing conflict between the two. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we see through the God's Word, obviously there is conflict. The, good, the struggle between good and evil, God and Satan. The old man, the new man. And this conflict is going to ever increase and continue until God brings things to a close. And as we look around us in the world that we live, we can see that this old world, in the beginning, God wound it up, set it loose, and it's slowing down, ever increasing. You pull that uh, string on a top and you let that thing go and it spins rapidly when you first pull that string. But you watch that thing and it will inevitably slow down and topple over. Now we know through God's Word that this old world is not going to topple over because God gives us some very clear statements about what's going to happen how should we prepare for that? We need to look to Christ. First, I'm sorry, 2 Peter 3.10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, into which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. God gives us some very clear wording about what is going to happen in that day of the Lord. Let's look up to Jesus Christ. As we continue in our text in Matthew 24, verse 10, 
It says, Then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Sin is ever increasing. False prophets rise and fall. And many people have been deceived over the years. When I used to go to my grandfather's house, my mom's dad, I remember granddad sitting in his chair and watching a religious, quote, TV show. And I was just a little boy. And you know, I never really paid that much attention to that. But as I grew older, became a Christian, I understood that my grandfather, granddad on my mom's side, got involved in this cult called Armstrongism. And I didn't do any research on that, so I can't speak very clearly on that. But it is deception. It is not claiming Christ as Lord. But sin is ever increasing. Many shall be offended. False prophets shall rise. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. We were at school the other evening, standing around as teachers. And one of the teachers shared some statistics that just kind of knocked my socks off, actually. And he said that someone shared statistics just recently in a message. And I called that person just to make sure of these numbers. The graduates at Berea Christian School, since the beginning of Berea Christian School, approximately 30% of the young people that went through those doors that graduated, approximately, are no longer practicing Anabaptist, are no longer practicing Anabaptist, or have somewhat turned away from faith in Christ. 30%. That's sobering to me. We have seven children. How many children do you all have? 30%. Are we passing on a faith in Jesus Christ? Man, that's sobering to me. We are living in perilous times. We read these sobering verses in 2 Timothy. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. And then it gives a very vivid description of the world that we live in. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, 
truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Do you know someone like that? From such turn away, take heed. People, brothers and sisters, we have something so incredibly valuable. And that is faith in Jesus Christ that God's Word teaches. Are we passing that on to the next generation and to those around us? Those verses very clearly describe the world that we live in. And I hope that those words are not descriptive of us, but I fear that sometimes it may be. Scripture tells us that the crown of righteousness is for those who believe. And it also tells us that the coming judgment is for those that do not believe. I see God's Word. I see black and white. I see clear as a bell what Scripture tells us and teaches. James 1.12 said, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. But it also says in Luke 17, as it was in the day of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat and they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered in the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife? She turned to go back or to look back. And she lost what was set before her. She lost not only her physical life, but she lost what was set before her. Each one of us has something set before us. A place prepared for us. Let's remember Lot's wife. Verse 33 said, Whoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. We look at Scripture. We look at the Old Testament. We see those examples. We see the prophets. They spoke of the Savior and the kingdom to come. And Scripture bears out the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. We read history books. And it tells us of the suffering of Christians through the centuries. And God's Word informs us and warns us of the day that Jesus will come again. Will you believe? Do you believe? 
we have an opportunity to believe. And Matthew 24, the last verse says, But he that endures unto the end, this, I'm sorry, verse 13 and 14, He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Today, I'm doing my part right here in preaching the gospel of the kingdom. It's not into all the world, but there is someone going into all the world. And so my encouragement, my challenge to you, to me, to all that are hearing, be faithful. In the commitment that you have made to Christ, be faithful because you can endure to the end with His help and you will be saved. And if you've not made a commitment, this gospel of the kingdom is being preached here today. And it is in the Word of God. And so if you've not made that commitment, I would encourage you to prepare to meet your God because one day, we don't know when, Jesus will come again. Are we ready? May we all be ready for that great day and we can meet God in peace. Lord bless you.